about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. back to what we spoke about last week and we were talking about the contest of waiting it's a contest it's a fight it's a battle and i use Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 to 31 Isaiah 40 29 to 31 listen to what it says in the message bible beautiful interpretation of what god was saying through his scriptures here he says why would you ever complain O jacob or whine israel saying god has lost track of me he doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. He's talking to us. He says, God laughs. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired as we pray this morning. Gives fresh strength to dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folks in their prime, they stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God, and the Amplified says, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, gets fresh strength. Those who wait upon God, they spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and do not get tired. They walk and they don't lag behind. And I started last week about the contest of waiting. And I said, waiting can be an extremely difficult and sometimes painful process. It's just one of those unenjoyable life's truths. Waiting is a contest, it's a fight that many may lose if they don't understand the rules of engagement. The problem many people have is in the wait. The problem many of us have, have, have is in the wait. I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting. I, I don't like waiting that one of my biggest weapons when I'm driving is, my, is, is the horn. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in fact, now I've, I've learned to just put my hand on it but not press it. Because if the, if, if, if the, line to, the light turns from amber to green, I expect the person inside me to, to, to move. And then you just kind of look like, what, what are they waiting for? What and then I press. You know, sometimes you can just press it a bit just to notify them. Me, I just press my hands on the horn like, get out of the way, man. You know, because I just don't like waiting. And my wife keeps telling me, she says, why do you always have to do that? And I said, because I'm going somewhere. I've got a vision. I've got a focus. That's a lie. I'm just impatient. Just, just move your car. And then sometimes you see someone driving in front of you. He's driving a high, powerful BMW. And they're driving the car as if the car is driving them. It's annoying. But it's impatient. I don't like waiting. And many of us are like that. I prayed yesterday and still you haven't wait, you answered me. I can't wait that much longer. 
Why is it taking God? Why is it taking you so long? I've seen people, I've used the example of the McDonald's last week. I've seen people who have dried up before me and they've received their orders right away. I've seen people who've got married before me, bought their properties before me. I've seen people going to ministry before me. I've seen people achieve things before me. I've seen people be giving testimonies before me. In fact, when it comes to testimonies, I don't want to listen to it because why are people getting their own stuff and I'm not? How many people even have driven away before God has brought their food to them. How many people have missed their blessing because they could not wait? I said last week that God doesn't walk on our own timetable. God is not placed in the confines of our time. I tried to encourage you last week that some of the greatest figures in the Bible when we talk about Abraham, Joseph, Moses and David uh, had to wait for many years for God's promises. And I, said, and I said to you, you've got to keep this one thing in mind that as far as we know, none of these people even added one day to their waiting because of their disobedience or lack of faith. No, that wasn't it. It was the appointed time of their waiting was somehow preordained by God and all the prayer in the world would not speed it up. And so we started to look about, okay, what should I not do while I'm waiting? Because many people talk about what should I do while I'm waiting. And the first thing I want to talk about is what shouldn't you do while you're waiting? Because while the children of Israel were waiting, they truncated their destiny. And I said, number one, don't blame God. Don't blame God for the wait. We can't see the full picture of what God is doing. Uh, and the blame game, all it does is it shifts our focus and shifts our attention from God onto ourselves. I said last week that disappointments are God's way of appointment. It's really his own appointment. Number two, I said don't bargain. Don't bargain. Sometimes the devil wants you to leave God for an alternative. Too often we sacrifice quality for convenience. Wherever you are compromising the word of God in your life, you are taking a shortcut and it is keeping you from being promoted. I want to give you two more and then next week I will go on to what you should do while you're waiting. Number three, don't break focus. You can see those bees are coming in right now. Don't break focus. Don't blame God. Don't take shortcuts. Don't break focus. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3, the Good News Bible says, put, in, put it in writing because it is not yet time for it to come true put it in writing listen to me he says put it in writing put it in writing write it down because it is not yet time for it to come true but the time is coming quickly and what i show you will come true it may seem slow in coming, but what? Somebody shout this after me. But what? Wait for it. It certainly, it will certainly take place and it will not be delayed. Let's say it again. It seems slow in coming, but wait for it. It seems slow in coming, but wait for it. It seems slow in coming, but wait for it. It will certainly take place. It will not be delayed. Listen to me. Many people can't wait. Listen carefully. This may be one of the things that some people will just tune off. Many people can't wait because they've been sold a lie of the gospel. Pastors have sold this to them. Evangelists have sold this to them. 
TV has sold it to them. That when you come to Jesus, all your problems are solved. You'll be healed instantly. Things will happen. Money will come to you. If you sow a seed right now, a thousandfold or a hundredfold is coming to you. We sold a lie of the gospel. We say that if you just come to Jesus, all your problems immediately will start to get resolved. And if it doesn't get resolved, it's because you lack faith. If you don't care, it's because you lack faith. We sold that gospel, that prosperity gospel, that, that long ideology of the gospel has been sold so much to us that we started to believe it. And it started to take Jesus out of the picture. Because, listen to me, if that is true, it is just like marrying someone because they are rich. that's just what it is it's like you're marrying someone because they're rich it's like you come to jesus because of what you want to get from jesus you know jesus can be able to set you up but that's called idolatry if that is the full gospel it's idolatry i i i may never buy my house not because of irresponsibility because someone say yeah pastor no that's not because i'm irresponsible but maybe because of his sovereignty Jesus went to the cross and suffered based on one single thing. Let thy will be done. Because someone is suffering doesn't mean that they've offended God. Doesn't mean that their life is not, is not in accordance with the will of God. But we will sow the gospel. We tear out the book of Job from off the Bible. We don't even read it. We say in the New Testament that doesn't happen. But when we see somebody else who is going through a tough time, we just feel there's something that is wrong with them. They're not married. There's something that is wrong with them. They don't have children. There's something that is just wrong with them. Because we sold a lie on the gospel. And the gospel is no more about Jesus anymore. It's all about our ourselves Jesus is not interested in your happiness he's interested in your joy get the car and you will be happy but a few months after that you better have joy to drive it (laughs) because when you buy the car when you get the house you will be happy but the house may start to crumble if there's no joy in it because the house will not live in the house. It is somebody who's going to live in the house. And I, I was telling my wife, I said, I, 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 I've never enjoyed my house as much as I've enjoyed it over these last few months. And she said to me, it's not the house you're enjoying. Because you could have the house. But it's the people who are living in the house that makes you enjoy the house. And I said, wow. Because you can't be shot in a place for three months in a nine bedroom house and still have that kind of joy and happiness you had in the beginning when you bought it because the building becomes nothing when what is inside you does not exude joy and Jesus promises us joy he didn't promise us happiness Jesus didn't say when you come to him, everything is going to be resolved. No, Jesus wants you to make him Lord and Savior. Jesus says, follow me. Listen to me. Jesus says, follow me. Focus on me. Look to me, the author and the finisher of your faith. And I will make you what I want to make you. Whether it's fishers of men. Maybe it's a prime minister. Maybe it's an entrepreneur. But I will make you when you follow me, not follow yourself. Not when you make Jesus follow what you are doing. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't say, no, I will make you rich, I will make you significant. No, he says, follow me, I will make you a fisher of men. That means he is in control of your life. 
Focus. And he, he, he says, look unto me, the author and the finisher of your faith. Who because of the cross, he, he, because of the crown, he endured the cross. Meaning if he went through pain, there's a waiting period that may entail pain. He says, follow me. So how do we continue to do that? How don't we break focus while we're waiting upon God? Number one, you cannot focus without a vision. The vision is for an appointed time. People of vision are people of focus. Anyone who knows where they are going are automatically focused. They will do anything to fight distraction. They set their face as flint and they arrive at their expected ends. The only reason why people break focus, the only reason why men and women have broken focus is because someone introduced to them an option or an alternative to what God said to you. You've got to have a vision. And if the vision says stick to where you're going, stick to it. It's for an appointed time. He says you've got to wait for it. How do I not break my focus? Number two, don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Whilst running to obtain, don't get sidetracked with what other people are doing. That is the main thing. Don't get sidetracked by what other people are doing. Other people may start a church before you stay where you are. Other people may get married before you wait for a time. Other people may get the job before just stay where you are. Because the basic problem about many people and including me is that we keep looking to the side. What is the other person doing? Let me give you a good example. I wanted to put, put, put it up but I didn't have enough time. It's as if uh, you're running the 100 meters and I saw it 100 meters or 5,000 meters mainly. You're running, you're running, you're in front. And then as you hit the last 200 meters you keep looking back. You keep looking back and what you're doing is that you're looking back on your right shoulder until somebody goes past you on the left shoulder. You are looking at what someone else was doing. Whether they're catching up with you. You're looking at what people are doing on Instagram. You're looking at your Facebook and you're, you're getting sidetracked. You're breaking your focus on what God has called you to do. Therefore you can't wait any longer so you run somebody else's race. Please Focus on what you're doing. Focus on buying your house. And you will be disciplined enough to save. (laughs) When you focus like this year, early next year, I'm buying my property. It will bring focus. Everybody else may be rejoicing, but it will be focused. Everybody else may be going for a hand due, but it will be focused. Everybody else will be going for 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 for, for uh, traveling and, 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 and taking photographs in their bikinis and sending it up to you. Maintain your focus. Everybody else may, may be going to the cinema, eating wine and, and, and taking photographs of their food on the table. Maintain your focus. The reason why you're different from everybody else is because you have a vision. You have a focus. You know where you're going. You who don't want to get sidetracked. Everybody else may now be driving a car and you have decided, I want to get an investment. Stay focused. Stay focused. People will come to you. Why are you not married yet? Stay focused. 
Stay focused. Because if you keep looking at what other people are doing, you will get sidetracked and you will pertain in the misconceptions of what you think is right and you will end up getting what is wrong. Stay focused. Focus on your talent. And you will be disciplined enough to sow the time. Focus on your talent. Many people want to run before they arrive. Focus on your wife. And then you will see her beauty come forth. Focus on your husband. And you will see the greatness of the man emerging. Don't compare your husband or your wife to what other people else are doing. Focus on your children and you will build a legacy. Because you go to their school and someone else is always coming first. Doesn't mean that they're the last. The walls on the inside of them is more than the environments that they're in. Number three, let me give you another one on how you won't break focus. Don't lose courage. Sometimes we lose courage based on the length of time change takes and the necessity for lifelong commitments to sustain the change. Many people say, unless I'm able to achieve my goal quickly with little effort, it's not worth pursuing. Don't lose courage. Take, for example, you want to lose weight. Ah, that's one of the biggest things in humanity. <laughs> you want to lose weight, and each time you step on that <sighs> weighing machine and nothing is shifting, you lose courage. Okay, I keep, keep saying this. I think one time I was doing uh, uh, insanity, all my joints were hurting me, nothing was shifting. And at one point in time, I lost courage. I lost courage. I opened that door. I saw those biscuits from Marks and Spencers. And then I just heard a voice say within me, Eat, for the journey is long. <laughs> eat. All I could hear is eat. Everything within me was saying, Eat, you've tried enough. Maybe your genes does not agree to losing weight. You lose courage immediately. And you know, it's like an addiction. Because when I open a packet of biscuits, I can finish the whole thing. It was a chocolate business wrapped up with some almond inside. I can see it right now. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I picked the thing up and I ate one. I said, okay, just, just, just to get rid of the craving, just eat one. And one became three. Three became five. And at the end of the tenth one, I just said, well, you know what? I can't be bothered. Tomorrow, I will go back to the gym. By that time, I think I must have ate over 3,000 calories. Because you kind of lose courage. You lose courage in your job. You lose courage all around you. While we worry how fast we grow, listen to me. God is... <laughs> write this down. This is, this is a classic. While we worry how fast we grow... God is concern, concerned about how strong we grow. I'm going to give you that again. While we worry how fast we grow, God is concerned about how strong we grow. This reminds me years ago when I met my wife and I was leaving her after I asked her out. And I was like, God, I just don't feel the way I felt with the other ladies. He says, I'm not teaching, God said to me, I'm not teaching you to fall in love. 
I'm teaching you how to grow in love. 23, 24 years down the line, the, the love is still going stronger because God did not want to walk on me based on my emotions. There's actually something, listen to me, Kapaha, feel this in my spirit, that's why I spoke in tongues for a second. There's something, there's actually something happening while nothing is happening. Something is happening while nothing is happening. People, listen to me, T.J. Jake said this and he blessed me. He says, people break down in process and give up on promise. Because the work is in the process to get to the promise. He said, so people give up on the promise because they are weary of the process. <laughs> Did you hear that? Do you want to hear it again? Listen, listen to, 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 to the tape again. The people, they give up on the promise because the process is long. And, 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 and the Bible says oh, you, you need to patiently wait because many people haven't patiently waited. Therefore, they lost the promise. Many people don't want to go through the process. It takes a process to have a good wife. It takes a process to have a good husband. It takes a process to have a good home. It takes a process to be able to buy property. It takes a process to get out of debt. Listen to me. Calm down, bro. Calm down, calm down. Let me say this to you before I start shouting again. This irony, this, this idiocy, this stupidity of thinking that God is just going to wipe your debt BAM! Just like that. By a miraculous intervention. is a lie. This is what we're talking about. The, 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 the wrong presentation of the gospel. I believe in miracles. But God wants to teach us principles. There is a principle for you to gradually start to get rid of the debt. So that you can be able to move into what God has for you. There's a, there's, there's a principle of how to treat your wife so that you can get the best in your home. There's a, there's a principle of how to treat your husband. There's a principle how to stay in your singleness and become holy unto God so that God can give you the promised land. But many don't want to go through the process. And everything in the Bible leads back to my Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus went through the process. Jesus taught us about the process. Jesus said to us, I am going to go to the cross. Then I'm going to go into the grave. Then I'm going to rise up after three days. He said, there is a process for me to be able to bring salvation to you. But you want to circumvent Jesus and you want to run ahead. That is not waiting because the word waiting means binding. There's a process. There's a process. Because if you don't follow the process, you won't get to where you're going. Those who reach the top of Everest focus on what is on top, not what is in between. The focus on, 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 on what you're going to will equip you to go through the process and the pain and the barrier. When distraction comes, continue seeing the things through the eyes of faith instead of what lies before you. Or you will ultimately get out, get off course. Number four, let's close. So let's go through it quickly again. So that you, so, so, so you are on track. First B, don't blame God. Second B, don't bargain. Third B, don't break focus. And the last B, let's go through it. Don't battle. Don't battle for control. My subject matter is the contest of waiting. Now I'm telling you, don't battle for control. 
Proverbs chapter 21 verse 1. Let's look at this. The New Living Translation and the Message Bible. It says, the king's heart, the king's heart, the king's, not the king of kings, not our God, but the king, kings around, leadership, people in authority. It says, the king's heart, you, is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. The message says good leadership is a channel of water controlled by God. So God controls the channel of water. He says he directs it whatever ends he chooses. He chooses. Don't battle for control. If you don't know when you will die. And Jesus does not know when he's coming except the Father in heaven. And Jesus has to wait before the Father in heaven tells him when it's time to come back. Then why do you think that you're in control of a life that only God himself has the full picture? I'm going to say this again. If you don't know when you're going to die. If Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back, why do you think that you're in control of your life? Listen to me. I heard someone say this, he blessed me. If you assume control, then God can't use you because you will never let him lead. If you assume control, you, you may have plans that won't let you wait. So if you call God to do something and you now tell God God I want you to do that it means you are in control if you have your own plans and God says to you wait you will say no so if God calls you again to do something you then will tell God wait till I'm ready or I'll get back to you when I'm finished and that's what many of you are doing right now when, when you assume control of your life, you, you put God out of the picture. Can, can I talk to some, let me talk to some people right now. Because it's been a long time since I've seen some of you in church. And many of you may have gone, may have gone crazy in the decisions that you want to make by yourself. I, I, I want to talk to, 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 the, to, to the ladies in church. I want to talk to the young men the, and the young ladies in church. I, can, I, I, I see this thing and it's becoming like a... a, a, a uh, a culture in many ladies, young ladies, you want to get pregnant out of wedlock because you're hitting a certain age. Many of you think that having babies is just like a trophy, it's like a handbag. You're, 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 you're having babies because of impatience, because you can't find the right man. And your parents, some of your parents are pushing you into it. Some of your peers are pushing you into it. In fact, some people are having babies and they are showing off to others who are patiently waiting for God to do the right thing as if they are intelligent in making the right decision. Let me speak to both sides this morning. And some of you may now start to put comments on it. Let me talk to the first one because the fact that some people have made mistakes and some people have genuinely made mistakes, I am not bashing you. But I just need to be able to talk to people so that we understand that truth is truth, even if I'm not popular with the truth. It is wrong when you take God out of the scene and then years after you start praying, God help me with this child, when you did it without God initially. 
Why are you going to pray over a son or pray over a daughter who's gone wayward when, when you knew the truth, you heard the truth, your pastor told you the truth, but you still said, well, I've got to sort out my own life. Now you've sorted out your own life, you now find you're not capable of handling what is coming to you. You're now going back to the God you ignored in the beginning. We are shouting at young men, don't have children all over the place. And here you are presenting yourself in having a baby out of wedlock and having the, 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 the baby, calling them baby fathers or baby mamas or whatever time you're calling it. And then you are saying to God, God, help me. But you know what? The reason why you did it is because you couldn't wait. Can I say this to you? And I'm going to say the truth. Maybe some people may not have babies it's not because they've sinned we had a wonderful lady who came into our church lived our life served in the children's church passed away but till today her memory still lingers in the church for what she's done for all the children in church you, you, you haven't asked God God what do you want me to do I had a child after 10 years we had to wait after that we had to wait again and nothing happened we kept praying we kept fasting until we heard god until we found out that god wants us to give another child a life so we adopted another beautiful wonderful young lady called favor beautiful and the transformation from when we took her to where she is right now my heart just leaps with joy like wow this is what you can do when you show love to someone who was wasted who was who was who was in in an orphanage who 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 didn't have no life who 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 had destiny was ruined because it took us time to be able to change a lot of things that has happened in our in in, in our life but that's what god called us to do and i'm proud to say it Get rid of your myths. Get rid of all these kind of uh, traditional stuff that people are putting down and shoving down your throat. God wants us to be a blessing to this generation. Not to be a curse. Not to be a problem. Please, ladies, listen to me. I'm on your side. Wait. Wait. Because your time will not bypass you. You are doing the right thing if you're staying single. You're doing the right thing if you close up. You're doing the right thing if you stay closed up. Until God brings the right person. Don't be in a hurry. Because when you're in a hurry, you mess a lot of things up. And you take control over your life. And that's too much of a responsibility to have. Come on. Impatient. Some people are so impatient. They run from ministry. They go into their own ministry. They go into their own business. Do you realize that it is better to be an assistant or a, or a chief operating officer in a big company and be so much blessed than to be the CEO of a sinking ship? You've got to understand that. You just have a slight glimpse of success. I've arrived. Those who want to possess a big house, those who want to get a car, those who want to get, 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 get jewelry, get, get back just based on a small promotion, which is supposed to be your investment, not, not it becoming your liability. I'm begging you. The Bible says you've got to write this vision and then wait for it. Wait for it. This is not the time to be wasting money. This is not the time to be wasting your life. 
God has something better for you. You're just about to enter into the land of Canaan. And you just went for a Moabite. You're just about to enter into the land of Canaan. And become a great, 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 great grandmother of great destiny. And then you went for somebody else. Please. You've got to give God the full control. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways. Sometimes we're not where we are because we're a control freak. We're so much a control freak that some of you are married and your marriage is lifeless because you always want to be in control. You won't allow the other person to make a decision. The other person is incapable of making a decision. Your spouse is saying, honey, let's just wait for a second. Oh, no, 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 no. That's why you always wait. You, 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 you don't have anything within you that motivates you. You're too laid back. Ah, you, 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 I'm a person. I'm a go-getter. I'm a go-getter. You're, 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 you're ruining yourself. You don't even have the revelation knowledge. You're impatient and you'll run into trouble. And your spouse, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's the wife, no more gets involved in your decision. And you come to them, honey, should we do this? Yeah. Should we do this? Yeah. Why do you say yeah to everything? Because he knows that you're coming with an argument once he says no. And you go ahead and you do it regardless of what the person says because you want to be in control. In fact, when someone eats food and just puts it down because they just want to finish watching the match, you start shouting. Why is this scared? Why is this scared? Your children even are no more comfortable in the house. Husband, you walk in and as you walk through the door, the first thing you're seeing is just a sheet of paper on the floor. And you start shouting. Everything has to be your way. And trust me, let me bless you because I was like that before. I'm sure I'm not that anymore. I hope so. Because <laughs> my wife is watching this and my son... But before, my wife said this to me one time, said, you know, I'm actually uncomfortable living in this house. Everything I was like, put it this way, put it this way. She said, maybe if we had brought this house together, maybe it would have been better. I said, no, no, I just want your shoes in one place, I want your clothes in one place, I want this in one place, I want this in one place. And I thought I was organizing things, but I was a big fool. Making everybody else comfortable and thinking we're in control. And that's the reason why I was a low achiever. Because sometimes you've got to let go to let God. What you shouldn't do while you're waiting on God is to wrestle back control from God. People who want to always be in control, they never take a risk. And sometimes they're void of the ability to, to, like Jesus, to even love the unlovable. If you're so much in control, you won't love other people who are not up to your standard. You'll be so impatient with other people who can't do as much as you without realizing that there's some areas where you also lack. None of those who are called by God ever have their own way. Listen to me. This means... People who live well must be ready to relinquish what they are addicted to holding on to. And that is control. That's the reason why many people are not blessed financially. Because they don't know how to give. We need to relinquish what we really don't have. Because the idea that we are in control, as someone said, is an illusion. You are not in control of anything. 
You're not in control. You could walk down the road. You don't know what next is going to happen. No one is in control of anything. How ironic that an unseen enemy called COVID-19 has taken control of all our lives. Where are you? In church. Even when we open the church, you still will not come. Your, your, in fact, your faith is no, not in control because you will say, mm, I'm not sure if the, if the risk protocols are actually put in place in church, really. You're not, you see, a COVID. You, you don't even step out of your house. In fact, when you see someone, you're thinking, should I hold, should I not hold, should I unsee? Even if it's your family who's in your house, when they cough, you're looking at them like, what happened? Unseen. And if you can't control a virus, why can't you just give God all the control? Because when you give him control, you will learn how to wait. Trying to control your life is a responsibility that is too heavy for you to carry. I didn't know that this is what God is going to do for us in worship tabernacle. But when you and I attempt to take responsibility and the weight of control, we are taking on what is called God's weight. You're carrying too much than you can bear. You're going to miss out on Jesus saying to you, put your net to the other side. And you will catch a fish because many of you are carrying the weight that is only meant for God. You want to change your spouse. You want to change your father. You want to change your mom. You want to change your your husband, your wife. You want to change your boss. And and you're trying everything in your power to make them see the way you're seen. It's not your responsibility. Because if you didn't create them, how do you think you can recreate them? Many of us are taking on too much responsibility. Your body is not designed to carry God's weight. God says, cast your cares and burdens upon me and I will carry them for you. God says you should sleep. He's the only person that does not sleep or slumber. And here you are still awake throughout the night trying to figure things out that God himself can figure out and give you a solution while you're sleeping. Give you a dream to know how to get out of the hands of Laban. He gave Jacob the dream. He he, he gave Jacob the vision, the blueprint of how he would succeed in life when he slept. Fourteen years and an additional some years and he still had to wait for the right time. Stop carrying weight that is not yours. Matthew 6, 34 says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when your time comes. Leave it again, leave it there, leave it again, let's read it again. Give your attention, your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Problems come when God is ignored. If you don't let go, you won't let God. When you let him have control, life will even become a more beautiful journey. All we have to do is to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. To live strong, listen to me, to live strong, you've got to trust God to take care of the things that are beyond your control. God wants you to come into a place where we trust more in his grace than we trust in our self-effort.
relax and don't battle control. Because if you battle control, you will go before your time. God, you haven't heard me. Where's the man? You will go before your time. Where's the woman? You will go before your time. Where's the job? You will go before your time. Where's the business? You will go before your time. Where's the ministry? You will go before your time. Where where is the things that you so much promised me? You will go before your time. Because you're trying to wrestle back control. I want to speak to the control freaks. I want to speak to some of you like me who always wants to be in control. I want to speak to the micromanagers. (laughs) That you always have to have every input in every detail. Not allowing other people to grow. Those who don't even want their children to step outside of the door of the house. Those who don't even want their children to to mingle with others because you don't trust if they've taught them well, the other people well. How will your children have immunity of what is between good and right when you haven't exposed them to it? All you do is you just keep them in the house. Some of you, uh, I I don't know, some of you are so much a control thing that your child hasn't had a sleepover anywhere else in anybody else's house because I don't know what they teach them but your child will never know the, between the good and the bad because they've never been exposed some of you won't even let your child go to boarding school because you just want to micromanage them till how long and then by the age of 12, 13 they start to resent you because they're bored of your prison and some of you you, put, you project your, your, your insufficiency upon them it's like some, 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 some people will never know how to swim because their parents didn't know how to swim and they were afraid of water. They heard someone drown and that's the story that they've always said in their entire life. So they project their fears. That's the word I'm looking for upon them. You've got to let your children fly. The Bible says there are arrows. I don't know why I'm talking about this. It says there are arrows in the hands of the mighty one. But the arrow doesn't stay like this. The archer can't pull the arrow and stay like that forever. At one point he's got to do what? Release it. Release them. Release them. They will do better than you have done. Release them. Give them that slight independence. And it will shock you how far they will fly. If you've invested in them, they will not miss the bull's eye. But you've got to relinquish. Because that fear of holding them bondage is killing their creativity. Let it go. And wait upon the Lord as God starts to heal them and do a good work in their lives. Wait upon the Lord as God changes your entire family. Wait upon the Lord as God changes your husband, changes your wife. Give it time and stop wrestling control. And I'm telling you that things will start to change in your life. This we believe and so it shall be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I hope you've been blessed this morning. Let's bow our heads and let's go back into prayer. And I just want you to pray and say, God... I cast my cares upon you. You've got to get to that place. You're exhausted because you're doing too much. You're exhausted because you are in control. You're exhausted because you're carrying the weight that is God's weight. God is the one who can carry that weight. You are wiltering. You are buckling under that weight. Pray this afternoon and say, God, I'm going to let it go. Maybe some of you are buckling under the weight of your decision because Jesus has never been the Lord over your life. Jesus takes the center. Jesus is the center. Jesus is the center of everything we do. Everything. 
And I'm asking you to make a decision now. Maybe you joined halfway through this sermon. The only thing about this sermon is for you to make a decision that Jesus, you will be in control of my life. And if you're online and you've never made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior so that he's in control of your life, I want you to do it today. Bow your heads. Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I relinquish control today so that you will become my Lord and my Savior. Father, this day I become a child of God and I will follow you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I say with the sincerity of my heart, in Jesus' name, Amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.